Welcome to Streaming with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each episode, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm One Dude Parker. I'm Two Dude Jeff. And dudes, this month, our theme is time manipulation. And this episode, we're talking about about time. But first, Jeff, what else have you been streaming? All right. So recently, I did check out a movie called, I'm not sure if you've heard of this one. Uh, it's called Redeeming Love. Definitely not. I know that surprises you that I watched a movie called that. Total uh, shocker. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually a pretty good movie. It's uh kind of focuses on I won't say it focuses on, but it's definitely kind of centered around sex trafficking. Okay. But that was <laughs> not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it doesn't focus on it, but it's because the movie actually takes place in like the late mid to late 1800s um okay. so so it's not like it's about the the problem with sex trafficking as we know it today mm. uh but it's just about a woman who who comes out of that life um and, you know back then it wouldn't have been called sex trafficking you know she was basically used as a i guess a organized prostitute in a hostel house type deal mm. um but her trying to come out of that life and, and accept love from a man the way it was originally intended and, and her just fighting with her past and what she views herself as compared to what this gentleman sees her as. So it's actually a pretty good movie. Um, I would recommend it. I'm not sure if you would like it because it's definitely highly romantical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i know isn't completely your thing but, i'm not even uh, sure that's completely a word <laughs> hey i like to make up words like terrifical fantastical <laughs> romantical there you go you heard right. it here first all right uh, but yeah I, I recommend it for people that they're into romance movies uh but it's not one of those it's not like a cheesy hallmark movie or anything yeah. like or at least i i didn't view it as that because it, it didn't follow the hallmark formula per se yeah um, and, and like i said it does really kind of focus on that portion of her life which mm-hmm. isn't very hallmarky another word yeah. i'm just making a word <laughs> stay tuned for a third one <laughs> just making right. up your own adjectives and adverbs up in this piece that's right so how about you what what, what odd or unusual thing Actually, this one, this is something that's going to be completely on topic for even this theme. I actually kind of was just like flipping through um, HBO Max and I was like looking for something to watch. And I was like, hey, the butterfly effect, not even thinking about our theme or anything like that. And so I put that on and I was like halfway through it. I'm like, hey, this fits the theme perfectly for like what we're watching like this month. So that's what I'm going to talk about. And it's actually kind of crazy because um, the premise of the two movies are is basically like the same almost um, where you can like travel back in time in your life and change it. And it also kind of has, you know, a little bit of like a romantic theme, like, you know, based around like love and um, trying to manipulate that. So um, yeah, it's actually like really, I was like, wow, this is actually quite on topic for the week and uh, very comparable actually to have... the movie that we watched. Did it have Ashton Kutcher in it? Yeah, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, it had Ashton Kutcher. Okay. And um, I think Allie Larger is her name. Okay. Actually, the 
the movie I told you I watched earlier tonight had Ashton in it. Oh, really? So I'll throw that one out there next week. All right. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty much. I mean, for those of y'all have, that haven't seen it, um, it's it's about this guy who can um, read his journal entries from the past when he was having like blackouts throughout his life. Um, he would read uh, the journal entries surrounding those, and he could travel back in time and those periods of his life and you know change things surrounding those events so um and and they were usually you know doing during traumatic events of his life so um but yeah uh it's kind of a very similar theme to this one just a little, little bit darker for sure um but yeah butterfly effect love that movie it was one of my favorites i've seen that movie a bajillion times I actually, that term in that movie came to mind while watching this movie about yeah. time. So yeah, yeah. To- totally get what you're going there. Yeah. Um, Jeff, actually, like, um, so this is like the first time I've actually seen the movie about time. I'd never seen it before. I actually really like Rachel McAdams, but, you know, like, I, I like you know, I'm not really like a huge fan of like the romantical movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually do like The Notebook. Uh so I do, I am a fan of that one. And that was, you know, probably my introduction to Rachel McAdams. It was either that or Mean Girls, 100%. Like, but both of those movies, I love her, uh, loved her in. And, you know, we get two very different versions of her in those movies. And um, anytime she's ever in something, I always enjoy her. Definitely a huge, like, on-screen, like, crush lover. Um, one of the best smiles in Hollywood. But oh yeah, she's great. Yeah, and her laughs are always adorable. Um, but yeah, uh, what can you tell me about this film? All right, well, I'll go ahead and just start it with Rachel McAdams since she kind of threw it out there for us. But yeah, she's pretty well known. Um, we kind of talked about her some last week. Um, she, she, I mean, she was like the it girl there for a while. She was like mm-hmm. the, supposed to be the next Julia Roberts type deal, and then. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, Mean Girls is kind of what put her on the map. Um, interestingly enough, she did not actually audition for the role of Regina. She auditioned for one of the other parts, and Regina was the one she got. So, which obviously, you know, helped her out pretty, you yeah, know, pretty good. Uh, and and of course, anytime you're doing this kind of research, you see how a lot of the actors and actresses in Hollywood, how their stories kind of intertwine. Mm-hmm. It's just really cool to read some of it. But uh, Rachel actually auditioned for the role of Sophie for Mama Mia, but huh. lost out to Amanda. Si- how do you say it? Seyfried? Seyfried, yeah. I'm horrible with pronouncing these Hollywood names, but <laughs> I love her too. She is awesome. But Amanda actually lost out to Rachel for the role of Regina in Mean huh. Girls. So you see nice. that a lot where they kind of lose out to one another in different types of movies. Yeah. Uh, right after Mean Girls, the really big one, as you mentioned, that really probably put her on her way to stardom was the movie Notebook with Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. I know how to say his name, oddly enough. <laughs> um, interesting fact, her and Ryan were actually born in the exact same hospital. Huh. They're both Canadian, so they were both born in the same hospital in Canada. Uh, from there, she uh, she did movies like Wedding Crashers, Sherlock Holmes, many, many others. She did kind of take a little hiatus not long after she really hit it big. 
for about two, three years. And she kind of made a comment that she just got to a point in life where she just felt like she was hearing too many voices in her head, not like from a mental problem necessarily, but just, she said, you know, I never wanted to be a big movie star. I never even pictured myself getting out of Canada or getting out of theater. So she said, I had to get back to the point where I was hearing my own voice again. So kudos to her. She, you know, at a young age took mental health, you know, as a high priority. So she took a break, stepped away from Hollywood for a couple of years, jumped right back in. Um, We kind of mentioned last year or not last year, last week. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's that whole time loop thing. man. (laughs) Got me all confused. I jumped back a couple of years. Um, That we haven't heard much from her uh, lately in the last yeah. few years, and and while she hasn't necessarily been on a break, she has seems to slow down quite a bit. But I didn't read a direct reason why, but my guess is she has had two kids in the last three or four years. Yeah. Um. So she's been starting a family, so obviously that's going to take priority. So I would imagine that played a big role in to why she's kind of stepped back, you know, in the last few years. But she's still awesome. We love her. Um, and she was the only person in this movie. Uh, and again, I'm going to butcher these names, I'm sure, but Don Hall Gleason, who played Tim, uh, Rachel obviously played Mary. Um, Gleason's been in, I don't know if you've seen any of the Peter Rabbit movies. I haven't, mm-hmm. but yeah, I have. I've actually seen those, they're pretty good. He's actually been a number of Star Wars movies and projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Goodbye Christopher Robin. And he played Bill Weasley in Harry Potter. Yep. And there's actually some, uh, they snuck in some little references there uh, as far as Harry Potter and and even some movies his dad did. His dad was also an actor. Hmm. A couple of others. uh, I actually had, did not realize that Margot Robbie was in this movie. Yeah, I, I noticed. Well, I mean, I've never seen this, but yeah, when she popped up, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I wonder if this was like one of her first things that she was in. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the first thing, but she definitely hadn't hit it big yet. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure how much this particular movie kind of helped. Um, but yeah, even when I picked the movie, I didn't realize she was in it. So, uh, but yeah, she played Charlotte. Uh, again, I, I'm going to mess up names. Uh, the guy that played. Tim's dad's at Bill Nighy. Nighy. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good job, man. I'm proud Uh, of you. Look at me. But yeah, he's great. He's been in a ton of stuff. I won't go into all his stuff, but I've always enjoyed stuff I've seen him in. Yeah. I always think of love actually in his character whenever. Yeah. I mean, that's one of, I guess, the most, I guess, American popular, popular roles that for like American audiences probably. More than likely. Richard Curtis is the director and writer. So this film cast actually included five Oscar nominees. You want to take a stab? I mean... You can probably get three right off the bat. Bill Nye, probably. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who all was even in this. Um, Probably the guy that played Tim Gleason was... Actually, he's not. No, Rachel McAdams. Yep, uh, for sure. And then you'll only get one more. And the guy, that. the guy that played Uncle, uh, I can't think of his name. The uncle, the guy that played. The uh, uncle. If his name is Richard E. Grant, I don't know who. Played <laughs> the uncle, but he is one of the five. Bargo Robbie, 
Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about Margot Robbie. Uh, she's been nominated for. An we were Oscar. just talking and, about uh, her. Vanessa Kirby. I'm not sure who she played in this movie, but could have been minor roles. But um, yeah. But Margot Robbie and uh, Mr. Gleason have actually worked together in three films. This film, Goodbye Christopher Robin, and Peter Rabbit. And oddly <laughs> enough, we had mentioned last week. It's like, didn't Rachel do another like time travel type movie? Yeah. He's actually done four. <laughs> what? <laughs> and she was the love interest in all four. She did okay. this movie about time, and she mm-hmm. was uh, Time Traveler's Wife, which we had mentioned. Yeah. She was also in one called Midnight in Paris. And then another one, which I haven't watched it. You you may have, but where you're definitely familiar with the movie, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. I didn't even... That one, so that, you know, deals with kind of time manipulation. I didn't even think of that one. I don't think, yeah. But yeah, of course. Uh so yeah, just crazy that you know she's done four though. She must she must like that whole uh maybe she'll listen to our podcast. Maybe, maybe <laughs> she'll check it out. I mean, how many podcasts are devoting a month to time travel and manipulation? But yeah. Uh obviously the film was set in England. Uh despite that, none of the main actors are uh from England. You've got Gleason, who is Irish. Rachel McAdams is Canadian, and Margot Robbie is what? Australian. Australian. Uh, you ever notice how? I mean, there's a ton of A-listers from Australia, and you wouldn't know it until you see an interview with them. Yeah, they do really well at hiding their accent, and I guess most of the roles they get, you know, they're not supposed to sound Australian. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know if we have any Australian listeners but i think it's like i mean they probably have like i think i don't know i feel like the reason that maybe a lot of other countries can do like american accents a little bit better is because a lot of our um a lot of our entertainment is out in the world if that makes sense yeah so i feel like i feel but i mean i don't know maybe but i mean yeah they're you're right they definitely do and there's there's plenty of not even just not even just Australia, where I'm just like, I would have never known that that guy was Irish. I would have never known that that guy was British, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's crazy. Yep. All right. So a couple of the things I'll probably bring up like while you're talking about the movie, but there's a couple more I will throw out there because I'm sure it won't come up in the recap. But Yeah, because this recap, I mean, not to get ahead of the schedule, but... It's gonna be a pretty wonky. I, I don't know these these time manipulation movies are really hard to yeah. go over like everything because it's like you can only go into detail so much without like having to go into the whole entire film. Yeah. But, so uh, so towards the end of the film where you had young Tim, um, I'm assuming it's talking about the scene where he's on the beach with his dad, mm-hmm. kind of like kind of like their last time together. Yeah. Um, the boy uh, was actually Richard Curtis's son, the director of the film. That was his little boy playing that role. Uh, Richard Griffith, I don't know what role he played. I probably should have looked that up, but this was his last movie. Uh, mm. So obviously he must have passed on after this movie. Towards the end of the film, Rory is reading the book Trash, which was actually Richard Curtis's next film. Curtis mm. wrote the screenplay for both Trash and About Time. So you see, always see directors kind of sneak in a little something there like that. That's cool. All right, let's see if there's anything that 
I want to point out now. I think everything else I'm going to wait while you're doing your recap. All right. Well, I do have one more just because it's, it's funny how when we do these, there's like little connections to previous movies we've covered on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, and that was never the intention, but there is, there was well, a frame. It's inevitable. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like the whole Kevin Bacon thing. This is kind of what it reminded me of, but the framed illustration seen in Mary's apartment of a little girl reading is Matilda. <laughs> so uh, that's cool. Covered Matilda recently and big fans of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, there is one more thing though. Okay. Something I want us to try. I want you. And if you don't have anything to write with or a piece of paper, just put it on your phone. I want you to try to guess what my ranking is going to be later. And then I'm going to try to guess yours. And then after, obviously not going to reveal it beforehand, but after we give it, let's see how close we predicted one another. All right. So, um, I'm going to say yours is probably a four. I see it. We were supposed to reveal afterwards and you've done. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said, write it down. We were going to reveal it afterwards. <laughs> oh, got you. Got you. My bad. My bad. I totally misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> I'm probably not the best explainer. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. After we've given our rankings, we will reveal our, our what, what we guessed ahead of time to see how close we got. Okay. Um, okay. Well, right, then so, I guess, uh, I guess yours, mine will be, yours will be a secret. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're going to go into the recap now for you guys that are new to this podcast. I'm going to give a recap of this movie based on entirely off of my memory. Uh, and Jeff is going to grade me like I was a little schoolboy giving a presentation up in front of the class and grade me from an A being the highest. And F being the lowest, you know, for those of you that went to school in America, that's how we grade things. Um, so I guess we're going to get into it. Um, the movie is about time. We start out with Tim. He's given us this short little bit of narration about his life. Um, he's lives in this pretty wealthy, you know, family. His dad's this cool guy who's always there for him. His mom is kind of out there. His sister's cool his uncle's a little crazy and um they have this new year's eve party and um you know he's you know kind of a dork tim is and he's just kind of like bumbling through the party he's not really being like the cool guy and then his dad pulls him aside and it's like hey all the men in our family we have this ability to travel back in time all you have to do is kind of go into a dark place and clench your fists and think about the time that you want to go to and then you jump back into that time and so he tests this theory out and he goes back to the new year's party and does some things differently places you know hand a little bit cooler and changes some things and then that's when he decides that you know he's going to use his time travel powers for love and he so quick little fact yes or i won't say fact just an interesting little tidbit when his dad first had that conversation with him he kind of threw out the line 
you know, you can't use it. You can't go and kill Hitler or Shaq, the Helen of Troy. <laughs> yeah. uh, kind of a little funny. But there's a deeper connection there. Uh, Bill Nighy played a general in Valkyrie, which was a movie about the assassination attempt on Hitler. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brendan Gleeson, the father of Don Hall Gleeson, uh, played the king of Sparta and yeah. the husband of Helen of Troy in the movie Troy. Oh, uh, nice. So some direct connections there, that little joke. But That's, I love when they do those little winks and nods. Yeah. Carry on, cool. sir. Carry on. All right. So he decides he's going to use it for love. And this just coincides with Margot Robbie. She has um, coming to the to their house to visit for the summer. Um, she's pretty much staying with uh, Tim's younger sister, and he, you know, kind of falls in love with her over this time. And on the last night, he goes in there and into her room and basically kind of confesses his love. And she's like. You know, it would have never worked. The, why'd you wait on the last night? And so he decides to travel back in time and play his hand cards, you know, differently. And he goes in there like after a month and then confesses his love. And he decides that, uh, or and she pretty much tells him like, hey, try coming on the last night. And that's when he's like, you know, you can't really make somebody just love you no matter what. So he keeps going on, lives his life. And he eventually um, meets this girl, Mary, who he falls in love with um, pretty much immediately. And he goes through, you know, several different time travel loops to really um, to come in contact with her again. Uh, He finds out that she's dating somebody. And so he even goes back further in time before they meet. And then he kind of intercepts her, makes her makes him make uh makes her fall in love with him just um, by doing the right things and being in the right place. And so that, that first time they met that, that restaurant yeah, where the waiters are blind and the diners uh, eat completely in the dark. Uh-huh. That's actually a, an actual restaurant. That's cool. And uh, it's, it's, it's actually a restaurant in London. I'm not gonna try to pronounce it, but I assume it's still in operation, but yeah, that was, that was not something just done for the movie. So that would have to be a pretty neat experience. Huh? And I actually wish that would have been the final way that they first met and what their relationship kind of kicked off of. Right. I guess that was, that was my favorite, I guess, out of the three or four different times they met each other for the yeah. first time. Yeah. That one was definitely, um, yeah, I don't know. I did like the the last way. Um, but I mean, I guess that's probably because that was the way that they actually ended up meeting, but it was it was it's pretty funny. Um well, I guess I like the first one more because it was more genuine. Oh yeah, it was like the real thing, it was authentic. Yeah, he didn't have any like information on her that he could use to his advantage. So I felt like it was uh it was more sweet to me and a little bit more genuine, but you know. Well good. Um, I don't know. I said, well, good. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, he finally gets her, you know, they go and they live life and they're all happy and being all cute. And this is pretty much just like a romantic comedy through this part where you just see them being in love and having their happy moments. Uh, he proposes to, oh, before he proposes, he sees Margot Robbie again. 
he kind of like plays a few scenarios through there um you know just kind of like re rehashing it and you know kind of playing with the idea of like hey this is my first love and then he realizes that he's totally in love with mary and he goes home and rushes home and proposes to her and um they reveal that they're also pregnant so they get married and have a baby and on the baby's first birthday um tim's sister i can't think of her name right off right off the bat kit kat yeah they call her kit kat um she is she is involved in a drunk driving um where she is a drunk driver she is involved in an accident and tim decides that he is going to go back in time and help her before um you know before she even meets her uh boyfriend that causes her to you know lead the path lead live the lifestyle that she's kind of gone down um and so when he comes back he realizes that his son or that his daughter has changed into a boy and he goes and talks to his dad about this and his dad's like you know like whatever events led up to you having the baby you know that's that's the same sperm is never going to hit again so um the chances of that happening you can't change before the baby so he goes back and pretty much resets everything so that he can have his daughter back again and um that worked somehow i don't really sure i'm not like like, how did that work but (laughs) you know whatever and um so they do that they have another kid and then they find out that um tim's father has lung cancer and that he will be dying in a few weeks and um tim uses this time to you know spend as much time with his dad as he can um his father passes away and then he goes you know he's and after his father even passes away he's still going back in time to like visit time and spend time with his dad um and then uh, mary decides that she wants another kid and that's you know a tough decision for Tim because that pretty much means that he has to give up, you know, going back, being able to go back and see his father, which I'm also like, if you can go back in time and change it once, like, why couldn't you just go back and just hang out with your dad and it be non-consequential? But, you know, I guess that maybe that doesn't really, um, I don't know. I always get stuck in these like time travel movies. Like I always find a problem with just about every one of them. So that's not really the fault of this movie. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, I don't even try. I just don't even try to follow the logic, bud. Uh, 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 we get. I love time travel logic. Um, but yes, this one's definitely a nutty time travel logic. Um, so they um, they wind up having the baby um, before you know before his before Mary goes into labor. He goes back to his dad one time, and they have the moment that you spoke about where they go back in time is like when they were younger and Bill Nye was, you know, a young 40 year old and his son was still like eight. So Tim and him are like having this day on the beach and they have a nice little time. And then Tim goes back, has the baby. um, And then pretty much talks about how, you know, it's, he doesn't even go back in time anymore and he just lives his life every day. Like it's, the same, like he's living it 
you know, like he's lived it a million times before. Um, so yeah, it's a um, good little movie. The end. What's my score pretty, on that one? That's a pretty good recap. I'm gonna give you a give you an A on that one. All right, sweet, um, sweet. And I actually only watched that one twice. Um, and it was for being over a two hour movie. I feel like I, I feel like I did all right. Um, uh, was over two hours. It was definitely over two hours. Okay. Um, yeah, I knew I knew it had to be around two because I remember thinking when I was looking at my my screen, I was like, "Man, this this is this isn't your typical like hour and a half like rom com type deal." But uh, yeah, but I was wondering if it was around two. So a couple of the the Harry Potter Easter eggs that I'd mentioned previously. So when Tim goes back to help with Harry's play, uh, he gets into a conversation with Griffith, who's an actor in the play. Um, well, that actor also played uncle Vernon in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he starts with, I'm a friend of Harry's, which is obviously correct for both actors. And it's the only link between their characters in both movie and the movie series. That's funny. Uh, and then Griffith shouts at Gleason with one of the last comments being, you know, ginger twerp. And and I'm not familiar with the Harry Potter series, but oh ginger, my gosh, gingerness is a strong characteristic of all the Weasleys. Um, another one it mentioned was when wedding planning, Mary goes, Well, that's a lot for Hagrid, Hagrid, in reference to the Harry Potter character. Um, so a couple little Harry Potter things thrown in there neat awesome i didn't even i I mean like i know this like as you're telling me this but i don't i didn't even catch those as i'm watching it either time so it's yeah i mean those those are pretty well hidden so yeah i think even a a harry potter fanatic would probably no i'm sure i i definitely know some people that would have called a lot well yeah yeah, (laughs) some of them for sure (laughs) yeah um for sure all right, so Jeff, um, I already guessed your score. So what did you, um, out of, let's see, out of Kate Mosses, how many Kate Mosses do you give this movie? I was totally expecting you to say Kit Kats, but <laughs> Kate Mosses is good. <laughs> All right, I'm going to surprise you a little bit, I think. All right. Um, I'm going to give this one three Kate Mosses out of five. All right. And and I understand why you chose four, because, you know, I'm a big sucker for I, I, I wouldn't even call this a romantic comedy. It's probably more of a romantic drama. Um, I mean, there's obviously some comedy mixed in, but I guess the problem I had is there's not been very many movies I've watched. You know, most of these have peaks and valleys, you know, a lot of, you know, up and down and climaxes and then whatever. This is one of the few movies where I feel like it was just an even kill from start to finish. I kept expecting something like major to happen. Like even towards the end when he wanted to go visit his dad one last time. Mm. I had this idea in my head that she ha- she's going to have the baby while he's while he went back, mm-hmm. and that and that was going to throw something off. He was going to come back, and 
third baby's gone because yeah. of him going to see his dad is one last time. Or I thought he was going to be forced to make a decision to like save his sister or save somebody else, but it was going to sacrifice him ever meeting Mary or I don't know. I, I felt yeah. like there was going to be a tough decision like that, which I, I guess you see a lot in maybe some of these time travel movies. So I guess maybe some kudos for not maybe following maybe the formula that some use, but I just, I, I felt like the movie never really went anywhere. Yeah. You know, all, all these little things that you thought might even be a climax. Cause I really don't, I didn't really see his dad passing away as the climax. Right. I mean, cause he's an older gentleman, he's lived his life. So to me, that was just kind of expected or, you know, wasn't a surprise or wasn't to me, it didn't really serve as a climax. So, I mean, of course I enjoyed Rachel McAdams. I thought the acting was good. I enjoyed the story. It kept me interested. You know, I wasn't nodding off or I wasn't bored, but I don't know. I guess I just, I was just waiting for something to happen in the story to kind of create some kind of blip or something to kind of like, Oh, I wasn't seeing that. Or yeah, um, I feel like that never happened. So because of that, I only gave it three. Um, so you know, I still grade it a little better than average, but two, I mean, I'm not a fan of any time travel that forces you to choose between Margot Robbie and Rachel McAdams. That's just flat out unfair and cruel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's just mean <laughs> to force <laughs> you to choose between them two. It's like, who would want any part of that? Or someone yeah. say, "Hey, well, I'll take I'll take someone giving me those two options." <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's not that's not a. While you think it's a hard decision, it's not a bad one to have. Um, that's definitely. I don't know. I think it wasn't a, such a hard decision for him because I think he could have had both. You know, if he really wanted it, he could have lived in that time with Margot Robbie for a little bit longer. And you know, if he wanted to have his cake and eat it too, so to speak, he probably could have done that for. A hundred years if you wanted to. But well, I think that was also the moment that yeah, you realized he, yeah, that exactly. proved to him that That's Mary, what I'm saying. Like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't an option for him. I think like he, you know, he was in love. Like, I think that was the thing. It was like when you're presented with Margot Robbie, you still love your you still love your Mary, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. I don't know. I I did, I did. Um yeah, so you gave it three, take three Kate Mosses. That is kind of shocking. I definitely would have. I could definitely would have. I, I wanted. I wanted to like this movie. I really did. I was excited just going into it, and it turns out I haven't watched it before. You know, I think I said last week I wasn't sure, mm -hmm. um, and I'm almost positive I've I've never seen this one before. So, I mean, I, I wanted to really, really like it, and I just I kept wanting to grab onto something that was going to push me over a two or a three. Yeah. I just felt like it I felt like it never happened. I felt like it should have been like maybe a a one season show. Uh yeah. I felt like it was just presenting a story. Whereas I feel like when you're trying to you're squeezing a lot in a two hour movie, you got to have a lot of like up and down and something to kind of just almost like a little bit of a roller coaster ride. And I just felt like it was just a eh. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I could see that. I mean, I, I see I see what you're saying. Um because like i guess we'll go we'll get into mine right now um and like what i thought about it but uh or do you want to do you want to go into like what you thought i gave it before 
Because I already have my score picked out in my head. You want to influence it. So what do you okay. think? What do you think? How many Kate Mosses do you think I gave this movie? All right. I'm going to hold it up for you. Of course, I'll say it since obviously the listeners can't see it. But yeah. Or is it is it going to be backwards to you? <laughs> no, no. Actually, that's 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 right. Okay. Cool. Two point five. Yeah. Two point five. So okay. Um. So, you know, I'm a big fan of time travel, um, time manipulation movies. Uh, they're they're actually quite fun. Um, and I love them. So that's always like I don't know. This month is definitely I'm probably going to give a lot of these films a higher score just based on how much I love the genre anyways. Um, so, you know, I mean, we, we haven't, we haven't gotten our audience choice yet. So, you know, our listener's choice might be something that completely throws this, that, that statement out of whack, who knows, but for the ones we plan on, um, we have planned so far this month, like, and this will be in the second one. And then, um, you know, we're going to be watching Palm Springs next week, you know, like, I've already, we've seen three of them. So three out of the four ones we're going to be watching. Like I already know that like, you know, I'm probably going to give them a little bit better score based on that just because this is my thing. But um, I'm not a huge fan of like the romantic comedies. Um, You know, that usually takes something special for me to like really get into them. But I will say that with this, like, I don't know, like you said, there's really not like every time there was conflict, he figured a way out of it. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of made it everything a little bit too, too sappy to some extent. You know, everything worked out. Like I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like I wish that there was like something that, you know, like where he was like, well, I have to pick the lesser, or you know, like I have to give up one thing that really fixes everything. And he kind of did that with his sister, but he was still able to pull her out of that as well. So it was like, there was really no consequence there. Um, I mean, yes, she had years of, 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 you know, life lived. That was a terrible life, but that was also a life that she chose. It wasn't like he did something to send her down that path either. You know what I'm saying? So she just kind of had to live with her own consequences. And that was like the only thing that he really had to learn was that, other people have to live with their consequences sometimes, you know, and that isn't a real lesson that a lot of us have to deal with, you know? So yeah. Yeah, um, he, he didn't have any really difficult decisions. Yeah. Which a movie like this, you would have thought there's an opportunity to really put him in a tough spot. I never felt like that happened. They had right. an opportunity with his sister. Mm-hmm. And he does go back and decide to still let her get in the accident to save his own child. But kind of as you alluded to, everything still worked out for his sister. Yeah. And she still ended up with the guy that she was with the first time, I guess, when, you know, he changed it or she did get in the accident. So yeah. it's he like, just, yeah, he I just had to like deal with it. Yeah. I mean, so there, on. There, there was never any tough decisions or any major consequences. And right. And maybe yeah. if like the sister had died, you know, in the accident and he had to like decide like, oh, you know, do I actually like let my sister die or do I, you know, go back and like, you yeah. know, like lose my daughter that I, you know, had for a year that I gained that with, you know. Or, or um, even if like the sister would have never pulled herself out of that funk or out of that bad relationship or out of her addiction. Yeah. And, and she had to live that life you know, from then on, just something that, but you know. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I, I do wish that that. So that's like honestly, like the main thing that I had a problem with um, with this film was that I just was like, oh, there was never really enough like intense moments, and I, you know, I'm not really sure like what what this film was trying to be because I feel like you know, like you kind of said the same thing, like it was. It's got time travel. It's also so it's like a little bit of a science fiction. And then it's also got, you know, like the fantasy element of it as well. And then it's romantic. It's got a little bit of comedy. It's a little bit of drama. So it's like it never really has like a thing that it's kind of like sticking with. So it kind of does feel like it's all over the place at some points. But with that being said, I did enjoy a lot of those elements still. Um and I'm also like a big sucker for like movies where dad, dads and sons like have a relationship, like where it's like even if theirs wasn't even a bad relationship, it was a good one. Like, I don't know, movies between fathers and sons just always, always get me. And I don't know, I don't know why I have a great relationship with my dad. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 I don't know. They always get me. So yeah, I mean, male relationships definitely hit different just because you know yeah. guys aren't good at expressing their feelings and but see uh, I, I feel like i am and so i don't know it's, it's well i'm just saying since you since you don't see it that much when yeah. they do when they do portray it on the screen it just uh it's refreshing i guess yeah, yeah I, I think it just hits different than other types of relationships um yeah um and i even enjoyed the the romantic part of it I, you know that's probably a lot to do with rachel mcadams and the guy that um i can't like uh gleason the guy that played tim their their chemistry was just kind of kind of great you know um they were just fun to watch uh so i don't know it's it was um it was fun i enjoyed this movie um so i am going to kind of surprise you i'm going to give it a 3.5 uh okay. the, i definitely took off the point and a half cuz i feel like they could have trimmed some of the stuff out of it and definitely raise the stakes on a few parts of the the movie um yeah it really wasn't there was never even like a real moment in the i guess if you were going like the romantic angle of it there was really not even a point where he was really in fear of losing mary you know what i'm saying like he always he always knew that he was going to figure it out it was just like how's he going to figure this out you know never is he going to figure this out you just we're going to see how he was going to do it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so we each, we were each off by a full point, guessing. <laughs> yo, yo, you, and I, you, you overrated by a, a full point. I underrated you by a full point. Yeah. But Which I, I forgot. I made the mistake of forgetting that you picked the whole time travel thing. I did not take into account that that, that would, uh, that would probably buy you <laughs> Some extra points it being about time travel yeah that's true i mean it's definitely um definitely one of my favorite just genres in general and like i was talking about last week like i've watched that infinity thing like another like i've watched it like twice since then um and even though it's not really anything to do with time travel it also kind of is at the same time but um yeah i love all that kind of stuff um and time travel is just always fun uh because it's, I don't know, time is relative and it's, it's interesting. It's just an interesting thought. I would love to think about it. Um, now, I will say this, though. Even though 
uh, and it's probably why I still gave it a three because even though you know I'm complaining about like nothing major happening, it's like you kept thinking it was right around the corner or it was the next scene that that something major was going to happen. Had something major did happen, like if they would have killed off Mary or he never meets her and that's how the movie ended, I would have been ticked off. I can't stand movies where, and, and even if it's considered brilliant, you know, for a director to, to do that kind of twist, when you take me on a ride, you know, a two hour ride and like, you just like kill off like the main character or you like just undo the main relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably would have dropped it to a star had they had done, even though I felt like it would have made it more interesting. Uh, maybe if they had done it like midway through the movie and then it still kind of has someone of a happy ending towards the end. But um, I was kind of afraid that was the way it was going to end. I was prepared for that type of ending where, you know, I was thinking that was the direction it was going. Like he was wanting to go see his dad one last time mm-hmm. and then something happens and he just threw everything off or maybe, Mary had a complicated delivery and and it just really really screwed his life up. That's kind of what I was expecting to happen. Now, that would have made me mad, but um so in some ways them playing safe is what allowed me to still give it 3, but all right, I I haven't done this in a while, but I'm going to I'm going to make this maybe this is my pitch to make this movie more interesting. You ready? In the last 15 minutes, um Last 15 minutes, or not even maybe the last 15 minutes, last five minutes of the movie, we see that Mary has, um, she's kind of just gotten bored with her life because it's so perfect that she never has to, you know, like, it's just kind of got, she's kind of gotten bored with life. Tim's all, you know, everything's just always successful. There's never any flaws because Tim's always, you know, doing everything right, yada, yada, yada. And we see her go into the closet and clench her fists and go back to before her and Tim meet. And she just kind of avoids him because she's had the ability to do the same thing the whole time. Like that would be interesting. Fixed it right there. Yeah, there's a lot of angles. That, <laughs> I mean, especially since they showed that he was able to take his sister back. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a lot of options they had there that they could have went well. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you know, I definitely think like this movie would have been better served, like you said, as like a maybe like a ten episode Netflix, you know, series. Just kind of like gone in and explored a little bit more of like what they could have done with that, because it was definitely more fun uh, than they than they than they did with it. I think. Um, I guess like thinking about it is always more fun too. So that's probably why it gives me a lot more. I give it a lot more credit on these, especially if they give it a half decent thought and it's kind of fun. Love, love time manipulation. Um, so Jeff, who is your dude or dud of the week? All right. I did a dud last week. And I don't know, I just can't find an Emmy on the month of Valentine's and two to do that's tough to to do two <laughs> in a row. Wow. Talk about a tongue twister. <laughs> I can't do two. It's <laughs> just so difficult. I cannot do two duds in a row. Okay. Wow. Uh, I got a feeling that's going to be a sound bite. <laughs> oh. All right. My dude is going to be Tim. Any dude that could be faced 
with the temptation of Margot Robbie. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, Rachel McAdams is no slouch herself, but and to still realize at that moment, because you know, you think about it, he can have his night with Charlotte and then go right back to the previous spot, almost like it never happened, you know, and then and be selfish and enjoy his one night with Charlotte, his first love, as as he says a few times throughout the movie. There was a lot of ways he could have taken advantage of that situation. And yeah. the man chose not to. Not only did he choose not to, he's like, I'm running back to my other woman and proposing right now <laughs> while she's asleep in the bed. Uh, he even worked out a, a live band to play, which, you know, his wife thought was just the radio turned on in the back. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But uh, so kudos to my man, Tim, in that situation. So he's uh, he showed a lot of kahunas in that situation. So what about you? Um, uh, I'm going to also do it. I'm also going to do a dude this week. Um, I'm going to give it to Tim's dad. Uh, I don't know. I, f- I feel like he was just a really good dad and he had a really good. He always had really good um advice for tim you know and whether or not he you know he had to do that uh, that converse those conversations a hundred times to get it right at least he was the kind of person that you know took the time to make sure he got it right and um definitely a good dad and he was also funny and i just i like bill Nye. so um yeah Tim's dad is my dude of the week. Yeah, I will say this. I, I love any movie, show, or whatever that has something that really like challenges me or like speaks to me on a deeper level. And there was one there towards the latter part of the movie where you know he was t- telling how his dad gave him, I can't remember if it was two or three pieces of, of advice. Yeah, might have been the first one. Like I can't remember for sure, but where he told him to actually live each day twice. Yeah, go through it, and then do it again, but do everything the same, but just with the understanding. Yeah, and man, to me that really spoke to me. How I don't know, it really teaches. Like if if you really went and approached each day with that mindset, pretending like this is actually your second time through. And not let all, you know, not sweat the small stuff, I guess is what they would say. But truly, like, cherish each moment you're going through. And how you can can even cherish moments that you think, you know, weren't enjoyable or weren't meant to be cherished. So, yeah, that that actually spoke to me pretty. And I was like, that to me, that was pretty powerful. Um, So I did enjoy, you know, that part of the movie. And I always enjoy it when I feel like, you know, something like that reaches me in, in that way. So I thought that was pretty big. Not enough to give for me to give it three and a half, but it, it was close. <laughs> I mean, if, I, we, if we were doing point two fives, I probably would have gave it a three point two five. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that is the average, so close enough. There you go. Um, all right. Well, Jeff. Um, Next week, we are going to be doing our original. We're going to be doing Palm Springs. It is on Hulu. 
Um, so check that out and watch that with us next week. Jeff, do you have anything else before we get out of here this week? Oh, wait, we got to do uh, our question. I forgot about the question. Yeah, let's get into that. Oh, glad you mentioned. I almost forgot it. All right. So off-topic question of the week. Another one of those get-to-know-you type things. So the big debate, cats or dogs and why? Uh, I'm, I'm like, this one's a hard question because I'm actually, I like, I just love animals. Um, but I'm definitely, I would probably say a dog person. Um, I don't know. I, I enjoy cats, but I don't know, man, the litter box, it's the litter box that really gets me, honestly. Um, yep. This is, it's the litter box. It always comes down to the litter box every time, every time, every time. And that's really like it, you know, um, that's the that's the where I'm just like the it's it's the litter box, it's always the litter box, and I know that you know when you live in the city, um, that you're going to have to pick up your dog's stuff, you know. But it's still it's 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 just one thing that you have to pick up instead of like constantly having to do the scooping of the peeing and the clumping and the poop and the, I mean. <laughs> I, I do I do love cats and I don't I don't mind doing it but I don't know it's just given the choice given the choice it's just dogs are just I don't know just a dog I've also grew up around dogs I didn't have very many cats growing up so that also has a lot to do with it too but definitely I would say I'm I'm just just a I love both, but I'm just, I did, I definitely lean more towards dogs. What about you? I can't say I relate to the whole, um, my mind just went blank. <laughs> what is the, uh, the cat litter, whatever. Yeah. Litter box? <laughs> litter box. I can't say I relate to that because I only recall us having a cat very briefly when I was a kid. And I don't even know if we had it long enough where we even used the litter box because I don't think it was even allowed inside or something like that. I don't know. So, but I, I'm definitely 100% dog. Um, and maybe I'm biased because, you know, dogs is the one pet, you know, I've always had or been used to. Um, even, you know, now we've, we've had, we've always had a dog, even um, 23 years of marriage, almost the entire time. But I guess the way I look at it is, to me, pets is, at least the way I see it, is mostly about companionship. And I don't think there's another animal that provides better companionship than a dog. I don't think anybody can change my mind on that. I mean, it's, it's like you, you don't take a cat for a walk. I mean, the cat's not going to go to the park with you generally and hang out or throw the frisbee or play fetch or... Uh, to me, there's just so much more that a dog brings to the table when it comes to companionship. Now, if you're a homebody, yeah, I, mean, I can see where, you know, it's all about just you just hanging out in your house. But, but even then, just my experience has been, uh, you know, cats were usually a lot of fun in the kitten stage when they're real playful. But then after that, it's like, you know, you got a number of cats. They just find a place to hide in the house and that's just where they hang out. So... Uh, so for me, it's definitely 100% dogs. Nothing against cats. Um, I mean, when, yeah, when I'm driving. Now, now, in all fairness, I have known some lazy dogs that don't do anything but lay around the house. 
Well, I mean that's true uh, too. I, th- but... I think I think that's I think that's on a on a pet by pet basis. Uh, but I, as a whole, you would have to agree when it comes to companionship. There's not. There's not I, much. I. I mean, companionship, yes and no. But I mean, like, like I said, I've also had. I've also seen cats, and I know cats that like when you walk in the door, they like hop up, they come to your feet, they're happy to see you, they greet you at the door, they meow at you and talk to you just like a dog would. They follow you around when you sit down. They jump up in your lap and they like, you know, they're excited to see you and. They want to be around you and they'll cuddle with you all day and they'll play in there even when they're grown. Um, I know plenty of plenty, plenty of cats that play, you know, well into their years. Um, but but yeah, everything yeah. you mentioned is inside the house. And that was one of the points I was making is I guess the ceiling for dogs is much higher because there's a whole level of companionship outside the house. I mean, you don't see people calling restaurants to ask if they're cat friendly. Yeah. People aren't taking their cat so they can hang out at a bar or or you know, they're not generally riding in the car with them. Uh to me, dogs just it's the next level to where Yeah, but know. I think I think the same people that probably I mean that, that like I don't know, like like for me, I don't know, and maybe we're talking way too much about cats versus dogs here. <laughs> but to me, and I, I love how I'm like taking like the cat stance because I feel like I need to in this point. But that that um, was my that was my goal was to make this a little controversial for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of yeah, it's kind of even though you have to pick one or the other, you're just so pro dog that's kind of making you have to go <laughs> pro cat here um, for my homies because <laughs> giving them a bad name. I feel like, um, but I mean, like that's kind of like what one one of the great things about cats though as well is that. They are self-sufficient to where you can go out and you can have like a life and be like, okay, well, as long as I just come back to feed my cat, you know, once a day and like scoop out the litter box, we're good. And then you can go and do your own thing where you don't feel guilty about leaving your cat home alone. Um, But, you know, if you have a dog, yeah, you have to be at home or take it everywhere. And it pretty much is like having a child for 16 to 17 years, you know, and um. I don't know. I think I think that that's a lot of like, like the, with the companionship, you get a lot more responsibility. And uh, I think a cat is great for people that, you know, like people in my situation. And I, th- I know you say like, oh, like maybe if you're a homebody, that's great for the for the dog or for um, a cat. But I think it's the opposite, you know. Um, I think if you're a homebody, it's great to have a dog because you're always there with the dog. And you're always taking care of the dog. You're there for the dog. You can play with the dog. Um, I mean, yeah, people, you can take a dog places, but how many people are always taking their dog everywhere they go? Like, you can't. You cannot take your dog everywhere you go. So therefore, you know, your poor buddy that's wanting just to spend time with you, he's just sitting there all by himself all day, just waiting on you, just in his own little purgatory until you walk back in the door. So now think about that when you're out living your life. <laughs> <laughs> My conscience is clean. How, how, pro, how just how pro dog are you? How pro dog are you, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> to, to the mat. It's funny you brought up that point because when you mentioned the litter box, I was going to give a little bit of props to cats and mention they are lower maintenance because you know, I've heard people that's like cat sitting or dog sitting. If they're cat sitting, it's like, 
Oh yeah, I just swing by like once every couple of days. I mean, that is me. I mean, I, I'll have to. Do, <laughs> yeah, when, when there's cats involved, I only have to take care of them once a day. But yeah, so yeah, they're definitely lower maintenance. But like I said, for me, uh, you know, and and everybody values different things differently. But to me, I put companionship at the very top, as far as when I'm looking at a pet. Yeah, and and to me, dogs offer a higher level. You know, like you said, it definitely comes with more responsibility and more work. Because, you know, Steph and I have even talked about how, you know, when dog we got now is probably 12, 13 years old. And, you know, when he passes on, which obviously is inevitable in the next, you know, two, three, four years. um, Do we want to get another one? Because we like to travel and which you're in the dog sitting business. I mean, it's not cheap. You know, you have to work out arrangements, you know, for somebody because, you know, we don't like just you know, taking them to a kennel or having them boarded. So it would be nice not to have that responsibility when we want to just, you know, go out of town or vacation or whatnot. And not as big of a concern when you have a cat, just because there's not as much involved in taking care of them. But so I'll give them props in that area, but. Yep. All right. Dog still. So so next week we will be watching Palm Springs on Hulu starring Andy Samberg, uh, great movie. I've, I've, I'm excited. Um, I say great movie, but I'm not trying to, trying to uh, persuade anybody's judgment here. But um, I just like Andy Samberg, so um, I'm excited to watch this one. I have seen it. It's been a while. I, I watched it when it first came out, but I haven't really watched it since. So I'm excited to get back into this one. I think it's been like two years, so it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna need your Hulu login, by the way. All right. <laughs> oh wait, can we can, can we say that out loud? <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I would like to talk about how Netflix is not cool, man, about sharing passwords. Like man. they're cracking down on that, and I'm not okay with that. <laughs> man, I mean, I pay for the account. It's like that's not that sucks. I, I know there's a lot of fuss about that, but man, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I, it it makes sense to me. Um, I mean, they're a business and they are losing ton of money. I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah, we enjoyed the days of Napster or when we were able to illegally copy music and movies and stuff. And I feel like we're okay now, now that you, you can't really do that to an extent because oh, we realize we can, you can that, still do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not nearly as acceptable or easily done. Whereas, oh, like it. back back when it was Napster, it was just everybody did, and it was just accepted, and they just couldn't or didn't do anything about it. But um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't oh, really have a problem with it. It's still quite easily done. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to plead a fifth on everything about that, but it's still quite easily done, uh, and. I mean, even the things that are streaming are quite easily um, accessible. Uh, but, anyways, I I don't know. I have a, I have a thing. Of, I don't know. I have I have mixed emotions about it because, you know, like there's some exceptions. I feel like that to the rule, you know. And I know that they're going to give out passcodes or whatever that work for like seven days. But people go on business trips for longer than seven days and. You know what I mean? Like, are they gonna they're gonna have to pay for two separate accounts because they go out of town for longer than seven days at a time? You yeah, know, like I, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy to me that like 
you know, and like as somebody that has been, you know, involved, like, like, you know, I've been separated from like family and stuff that, you know, like that's, you know, like it's, it's like, even though we don't live in the same house, like, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of like a, it doesn't really feel like they're losing as much money as they're saying. And they're probably going to wind up, I feel like they're going to wind up losing more money in the long run from people that are just going to be like, well, screw it. Um, but, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'd be interesting. And, and, and I'm not sure how their policy is laid out or is going to be laid out. And I'm not saying I won't have a problem with any of it. I'm just saying I don't have a problem with the scenarios with them not liking just an average Joe Blow giving out his login to 20, 30 different family and friends. Now, that is one concern of mine is I don't want to be charged extra to have the ability to whether, you know, if I'm at a different location other than my house, whether it's work, vacation. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing is like, yeah, every time you're going to have to log into an account like from this different, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to like have some code that allows you to do it for only like seven days at a time. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to work, but hopefully, hopefully they they loosen up on it to some extent because, like, maybe only allow like two or three. I don't know. I don't know. Like two or three locations would make sense um, because I mean, even if you have it, is as far as I know, like you're tracking things from your. They only the only way that they would really be able to do it is to track it from your IP, and if you're watching Netflix on your phone. You know, your IP is going to change every time you connect to a different Wi-Fi. So, like, how is that going to, you know what I mean? Like, uh, are they going to log me out of Netflix every time I, like, go over to a a relative's house and connect to their Wi-Fi or a friend's house and connect to their Wi-Fi and watch something on my phone from Netflix? Like, I don't know. Um, and, And you know good and well that all the other streaming platforms are paying close attention. Oh, right. And they're going to watch. And if, if, and if, cause if, if it blows up in Netflix, is because you know all of them want to do that. Oh, yeah. Cause it's, cause all of them know they're losing a lot of money. But I think, like what you mentioned, they're all scared to say something or do something about it for fear of, of backlash. So I think they're all eagerly watching what's going to happen with Netflix. Does it blow up in their face? I don't really think it will. I mean, I, I, I think it'll get a lot of attention at the beginning. But I, I think it'll kind of blow over. And I think gradually you'll see other streaming platforms kind of follow suit and do something similar. But I will say they need to tread carefully on on how they do this, because to me, it is important, especially for those that aren't just giving it away to 20, 30 friends and family, just mm-hmm. so you've got basically 30 households <laughs> getting all the streaming they want off of one paying account. I get yeah. that. So they, they do need to be careful because I, I too like the right to be able to watch it on multiple different devices, different locations. And yeah, yeah I, I'll be one of those that does get a little mad if I got to pay extra for that. So. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, like I, as much as I enjoy having the option, I've had, you know, Netflix for years and years, the way I feel about it is just like, I mean, Netflix is great and everything, but there's maybe like five shows that I actually like enjoy, you know, and everything else is like hit or miss or 
I can find somewhere else, you know? So, you know, if it's not Stranger Things or Cobra Kai or you or, you know, like one of those shows that I'm, you know, wanting to watch every season of, then, you know, what's the point? You know, as far as I'm concerned, I can just not have Netflix until those shows come up and then I can pay for it for a month, watch it and then unsubscribe. Um, but yeah. I mean, yeah. this this podcast is probably going to prevent me from being able to do that. So I'm just sitting here <laughs> fussing about it while we're literally like, we're literally like got a podcast covering it. But I mean, you know, maybe our maybe our uh, we'll pick some that list Netflix films in the future as a boycott. But uh, I, I would agree. I, I don't think Netflix is in bad of a situation as they're egging on because, I mean, just the law of probability and math in general. When a company is fairly new, which I know Netflix has been around a while, but they were the, the first big name kind of doing the whole streaming thing. So obviously growth at first is going to be enormous because mm-hmm. you've got the entire population that, that's now you know signing up for your service. Well, obviously yeah. over time, there's a lot less people that you're pulling from in the pool. So your growth is going to slow down. At the same time, streaming has taken off. So you've got a lot of other competitors as well. So even if you're doing really well, your growth is just naturally going, you're never going to match the growth that you had in the first five, 10 years. Right. That's just math. So I still think Netflix is perfectly fine. I think they're still, you know, one of the top dogs. Now they do need to be careful because what, well, I think they're fine probably with people 25 and older, you got to worry about the next generation coming up. Are they mm-hmm. going to be signing up for Netflix if they ever get off their parents' account or whatever? But um, Or will Netflix, you know, be fearful of being, I guess, no longer relevant or not the top man in the game or yeah. overtaken by everybody else? So they do, need, they do need to be careful. I mean, I, how many how many different forms of like entertainment have we seen rise and fall in in our lifetime you know um i mean i was born in the middle of like the cable days but i mean you've seen the rise and fall of cable television you know um i've seen the rise and fall of like direct tv and dish network i've seen the rise and fall of um blockbuster video (laughs) well blockbuster was a little bit before my time but you know i've seen the rise and fall of dvds i've seen the rise and fall of blu-rays um yeah so i mean it's 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 interesting um i've seen the rise and fall of mp3 players you know (laughs) portable cd players all of the above um but yeah uh they could they could very well you know screw themselves out of a a deal you know um and it could it could circle the drain. I mean, especially when you have, like you say, all these other ones that are doing great. And you know, like I don't know, like Netflix isn't even usually the one that I go to first anymore. It used to always be the first one I would check, and if there wasn't anything good on Netflix, like see what else is on the other ones. But now it's like, let's see what's on HBO Max first because they usually have you know the good movies or you know some of my favorite shows. But um, yeah. I don't know. Like you said, they, they've got to be careful. Um, so, yeah. 
Um, Jeff, you got anything else? That was that was really a really unexpected conversation uh, there at the end. Jeff, you, you got anything uh, I, else before we get out of here? I got a feeling seventy five percent of our podcast is going to be Netflix and cats and dogs, <laughs> right? But uh, uh, you you can edit this out because uh, this is just something that made me think of when you were talking about Walkmans and stuff. But did you see the TikTok where it was a young girl, probably like 20, 21, and she was a flight attendant? And she's very animated and charismatic. She's great. She's just she's she's just telling you a story uh-huh. of you know. The passengers are off the plane. She's doing her normal checks. And then she comes across something. And she said, I had to call, you know, the bombs, the bomb people. Cause you know, it's a, it's like, she wouldn't even say the word. Yeah. <laughs> so the first gentleman comes on and, uh, he looks at the device and she says, you know, it's, it's, I've never seen this device. It's making some kind of noise. And, and then, I think before even the first guy comes on, she even grabs one of her, her the other flight attendants who's about the same age as her and she's freaking out too. So the first guy shows up and he's just kind of chuckling a little bit and they're, you know, they're kind of offended and he's not taking it that serious. And he calls another guy over and I mean, they just start laughing and just chuckling and, and they're like, uh, miss, that's a, uh, that's a CD Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> and she was convinced it was a bomb up on that plane. <laughs> that's hilarious. Like, I don't imagine uh, uh, that age has seen very many Walkmans at all. You would think that they would have, that she would have picked it up somewhere, just like in film or something. I don't know. That's crazy. Well, it is TikTok because I mean, it could have been completely made up and she was oh, yeah. doing it, which it works. One hundred percent. You're probably right. It's probably she got she, she got a ton of views, so it worked. Of course. All right. Um, well, Jeff, thank you so much uh, for doing this with me this week, and thank you, listeners, so much. Um, if you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by giving us a one-time rating review um, wherever you listen to us. That really does help these guys out. Um, if you're not subscribed, make sure you do that as well. That's how you can get episodes every week and listen to us and follow us as well. You can also help us out by um, by recommending us to friends, family, or you know anybody, some random guy on the street, your uh, you know your Starbucks barista, whoever. Um, if you'd like to give us some money, you can also do that. We'll always take money. Um, if you'd like to follow us um or reach out to us you can do so by checking us out in our show notes that's where we have our links to our socials and our email um if you'd like to be a stay involved in conversation you can be a member of our facebook group there is a link to that also in the show notes just uh request to be joint to join in there and one of us will definitely accept you um guys thanks again and remember you can't make someone love you just by tra- uh, time travel. So, dogs rule. <laughs>